0: Welcome to Words of the Womb, the podcast, a space for you to reconnect and reawaken the wild wisdom that lives within your womb. In this podcast, we'll be talking about everything from menstrual cycle awareness to sexuality and pleasure to pregnancy, birth, motherhood and more. If you're new here, then welcome, my love. I am so happy to have you here. And if you are returning, then welcome back. I hope that you all enjoy today's podcast episode. This podcast is brought to you by Indigo Luna. My favourite sustainable women's wear brand. I absolutely love all of Indigo Luna's products and I never want to take their clothing off my body. For all your ethical clothing needs, head to Indigo Luna and use the code Womb at the checkout to get yourself 10% off your next order. Hello everyone, welcome back to Words of the Womb, the podcast. As always, I am your host, Eve, and today I'm joined by the wonderful Katie. Katie, welcome. Hi, thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. And I would love for you to start by just introducing yourself and sharing a little bit about all the wonderful things that you do.
1: Yeah, great. So, um, hello. Um, My name's Katie, and I'm based in Yorkshire in the UK. Um, And along my journey, I started out as an actor. Um, So that kind of storytelling thread still runs through a lot of the work I do. Um, I spend most of my time teaching yoga, movement, breathwork, Um, as well as holding ceremony and working as a priestess of Feminine Mysteries. So generally I'm kind of weaving together um, a a mixture of yoga, yogic teachings um, and philosophy with the Celtic wisdom that's a part of my heritage and facilitating ritual and healing practices to allow people to come home to themselves really. Um, And so I do that through retreats and circles and ceremonies and prenatal yoga and regular yoga for everybody. It's not all just women's work, Um, but yeah, definitely tipping uh, slightly into a lot more women's work more recently, which has been a real pleasure.
0: Yeah, and I've really loved your, Apologies. I really loved your um content for a long time and like what you share, especially the circles and ceremonies that you hold for women, which is what I'd really love to talk about today. But what yeah. what I, what I want to start with is usually I do like a, a cycle day check in, um, yeah, with whoever, <laughs> with whoever I'm talking to on my podcast because. Obviously, it's called Words of the Womb. And what I really like to bring to the episodes is a little bit of um, knowledge on the cycles, on womb wisdom. And I feel like a really beautiful way to do that is to show connecting with other women and sharing where you are in your cycle. Yeah. I don't have a cycle at the moment because you are pregnant but I would love to hear a little bit about your pregnancy I've heard a little bit already but I would love to hear hear some more um
1: if you are willing to share with us yeah absolutely so I am 32 weeks and two days today um Mm -hmm. and yeah really loving being pregnant um feel like I've had a really uh creative time so when I guess when you're thinking of the inner seasons and that mother energy of the of the summer that's been really ripe and really potent for me throughout Mm. um I've tried to not put any pressure on it like I knew before I was pregnant I kind of had ideas of what pregnancy might be and practices I would do and how I would feel and bits of that have echoed in the way it's unfolded and bits of it haven't and that's been fine um it's starting to be kind of physically more more difficult um as I mentioned I'm a yoga teacher and I'm, I'm still teaching at the moment um so I'm starting to become a lot more aware of my very round belly <laughs> um, which is just great I'm working with it and Yeah it's beautiful. Um, A lot of people said to me oh it's going to really drag and I've not I've not found that at all. I've found it's kind of flown by actually. Um, I don't believe in due dates because they don't exist Um, and they're just based on some like random study in France of like five hundred. I don't know I'm not going to go into details of that because I'll misquote it but they're based on very little, but the the due date that we got given was um, Samhain or Halloween. And mm. so I'm like, oh, it'd be really cool if that happened. But also um, it just feels really transformative. And so the other end of the wheel of the year, when we made the baby, made him, um, was in bulk, which means in the belly. And it's that time when new life's starting to sprout and... Snowdrops are coming through and so we took it a bit literally um and so <laughs> i just i really love that it's uh somehow well not a snow accident is it that it, it's found its way to be so connected to the wheel of the year which i'm really um enjoying living cyclically and tuning mm-hmm. into the rhythms of the seasons obviously i don't have my inner season cycle at the moment um but it's been a joy to have my pregnancy follow it in a way which yes yeah, it's, it's been it's been great
0: yeah beautiful I love that even when we don't have our menstrual cycle and we can't connect to those inner seasons we can still obviously connect to the earth seasons and nature's seasons and it's mm-hmm. so beautiful your, your pregnancy has rolled with mother earth's unfolding is so beautiful and how magical it will be as well if you do give birth on your due date
1: like that oh, would be so okay. cool <laughs> uh, yeah try like trying to put no pressure on it at all uh, <laughs> but it would be really <laughs> awesome yeah
0: amazing um,
1: and do you have a like a birth
0: plan is there much you? yeah like, i love talking about pregnancy and birth Everything about it fascinates me, and i I think I said to you <laughs> when we met last that I really want to get someone on here to talk about the the depths of um like physiological birth and and pregnancy, yeah. free birthing and stuff like that. And yeah, I'd love to hear if there's
1: if you have a plan and what your what your plan yeah. is. so I've been obsessed with birth way before. I got pregnant or way before I even met my partner like it's been a really big um piece for me I've just found it so amazing and so interesting Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I trained as a doula uh, a couple of years ago and so a lot of the training and information that I received through that has really influenced um my desires around the birth um i don't want to get really stuck with any idea but i also don't buy into that oh there's no point in planning or there's no point in envisioning what's connected to you because it'll just all go out the window like i don't i don't really feel like that connects with me i feel like there is power in uh making steps towards manifesting the birth that feels aligned with you Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna aim for a physiological birth and I'm gonna try and do that at home. Obviously, if there's a medical reason not to, then we'll roll with that. But I I feel really strongly that being in a home environment where oxytocin can fire and me and my partner can have the lights low and be at the altar that we've created and connect with each other and we've not got someone trying to time us. like a really good example or comparison to kind of bear in mind is like if someone was saying okay you have to have an orgasm in the next uh two hours can you make that happen please and then stayed and watched you and then kept looking inside you to check if you've done it or not yet you probably wouldn't come um so I'm kind of hoping that uh we'll be in a space where we can be really free to just follow the cues that my body gives me and equally if anything arises that means that those plans have to change I still really feel strongly into valuing this process as a rite of passage there's a great um quote quote (laughs) kind of misquote probably from Jane Hardwick Collins I don't know if you've heard of her worked with her she's an amazing um midwife and uh does a lot of women's work she's fantastic very very wise woman she talks about getting the birth that you need so Mm -hmm. and I kind of I sometimes think about it a bit like a trip you know like if you ever have plant medicine a bit like a ceremony with that sometimes it's really gentle and sometimes it's not and that doesn't mean that it's not serving you Mm -hmm. so even if my plans change or the environment changes or there's some kind of assistance required i feel like i'm really open to receiving the gifts or the teachings that come with it whether that's surrender or trust or empowerment or whatever i don't know what it's going to be yet (laughs) so we'll find out Um, And then allowing that to inform me as a mother, because I love, I love that I'm not just going to be birthing my son, we know we're having a little boy, um, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to be birthing me as a mother. And so that's really exciting for me and really inspiring and the, the lessons that I receive in the birth space, the birth container or birth altar, whatever they are and however it looks, whether it looks like a sort of beautiful Instagram video, free birth and lots of fairy lights, or whether it's a bit more uh, guttural and primal and messy or whatever. Whatever it comes, however it unfolds, is gonna teach me
0: the Mm -hmm.
1: lesson that I need and to move forward into motherhood. And there'll be no going back from it, which is crazy. It's going to be this uh, huge portal that we're both going to move through. So, yeah, mm-hmm. ideally I'm at home and undisturbed and hands off. But I'm just going to take what I'm given.
0: <laughs> Amazing. It sounds so beautiful and it it just sounds like you have some real like sovereignty over what you want over your body mm-hmm. um and yeah that's so so beautiful and uh, something that came up as you were talking um is like I I've been obsessed with birth for, ever since I really started doing womb work to be honest um, and yeah. I follow so many birthing accounts on social media because I just I love to to witness it and What we've been shown, or what I was shown anyway, when I was younger, like the the kind of birthing videos that that I saw was always in a hospital. Everyone was wearing like very clinical plastic, white coats, gloves. You know, there was the big plastic sort of sheets around. Yeah, sterile. That was delivering the baby. But there was just so much like yeah laying on your back and there was just so much um like disempowerment in those videos and I think even the the I love the raw primal videos yes. that I've yes. seen of women giving birth and uh there was a woman inside my course uh cyclical sexual sacred and she uh she has a baby and she came into the program wanting to sort of Reconnect with her sexuality after birth and yeah, breastfeeding. And um, I shared something, I shared a video on Instagram of a, a woman who who birthed at home in a pool and she was really quiet, was really soft, really, really gentle. Yeah. Um her partner was in the pool with her. And it was just this really, really calm experience. And she replied to him, and said, This is so beautiful. So crazy though, because mine was the complete opposite like yeah. it was this like a roar that I'd never known could even come yeah. out of my, life. and I think it's so beautiful to look at it either way like you say whatever you get within that birthing container is what you need like the birth you need um, will bring you everything everything you need the lessons you need to move forward and to, yeah. to rebirth yourself as mother
1: yeah, it's a really it's a really powerful one. And yeah, some babies are sighed out and some are roared out and some are a bit of both. Yeah. Um and the the lessons and the gifts I get in that container are gonna are gonna come come through with me as I go into mothering my baby and mothering myself as well. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's it's really amazing and and when you start to learn that birth doesn't have to be how you've been presented it in like, one born every minute, another shit, yeah. like, I don't know from my last word, but like other <laughs> other I thought so, um like this <laughs> this kind of dramatized load of rubbish, I mean it's not that they're not real, but it's also hyper edited yeah. um and presented in such a way that is starts to make it feel like it's pretty deliberate that we're creating all this fear around mm-hmm. what is this deeply powerful experience mm-hmm. um, and it kind of echoes anything that is deeply powerful and then adding that it's connected to the feminine and suddenly we have to stick a load of shame on it because it's not palatable and a bit mm-hmm. frightening for everybody else I suppose. um. And yeah, it's just uh, a a real opening for me that I've been going through, and i'm I'm really enjoying the journey, yeah,
0: amazing. I think it would be amazing if every woman had the same outlook that you have to be able to choose to birth at home, but also go with the flow of you know if medical intervention is needed, yeah, to follow that call as well but I think because of the way we've been conditioned so many women go into it thinking that birth is a medical emergency so that they have to be in a hospital Mm. but that's that's not the case and like you said before it's like someone sitting there and asking you to have an orgasm in the next two hours right like yeah birth your baby as quick as possible rather than letting it unfold in the way that it is supposed to for you and your baby and I think that's so it's what the 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 hormones that get baby in
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: that's what you said that you
1: want to be there with your partner
0: you know with in this calm setting where you can be intimate and you can be together because it's the it's a, it's the same experience. It should it, you should have the the same sort of experience as when you are making the baby. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What gets a, the baby amazing. in is gonna get him out. Yeah. Exactly. And to pretend that birth is a sterile experience mm. rather than a deeply sexual experience is just so misguided it's quite obviously a really sexual experience because yeah. it's a baby that you made by making love coming out of your yoni into the world that's going to be part of your family like how could that not be a sexual experience
0: yeah and there are many women that actually can and have experienced orgasm during birth have you have you looked into orgasmic birth it but yeah it
1: me. I'm really crossing my fingers and hope I'm like oh yeah I'll have one of those please that sounds lovely <laughs> yeah um yeah amazing and also just physiologically makes sense
0: exactly I say
1: this all the time I said this in my program to the the woman
0: who I was, I was just talking about um, and she brought it up and I said it. it like it makes sense all of our all of the points within our body that bring us pleasure during sex are being activated during birth. Yeah. it's it, it,
1: it, Logically, it makes sense. And, and then add into the fact that your heart is literally expanding yeah. and cracking open and you're in this state of surrender. Mm. It all adds up. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Thank you so
0: much for sharing all of that. Um, and something that I would love to to dive into is um, talking about ceremony. And this is something that I really wanted to talk about with you today, because the, the content that you shared, like I say, I've loved what you've shared for a long time, and particularly the stuff around circles and ceremonies, because they look incredible. And last time we chatted as well, you said that you've been in ceremony more than ever while you've been pregnant. Yeah. So I would love to yeah, I'd love to maybe hear your your own journey with uh ceremony, with finding your way to ceremony. Um and yeah, all of all of that juicy stuff.
1: Well, the biggest sort of thing that comes to mind for me or comes into my body when I when I think on responding to that is that it's been very much a remembering for me. Mm-hmm. Remembering psychologically kind of speaking like connecting to something really ancient and the feeling of it always being a part of me even though it really hasn't always been a part of my life there were times when if i was told i was going to be sat in circle in a ceremony i would have rolled my eyes so hard that it hurt probably (laughs) um but yeah I think it's been a remembering in that sense of tuning back into this ancestral lineage and also remembering as in like re like putting myself back together um it's been really profound and I think connected to like I said about uh, my training was in acting originally so there's that kind of thread of storytelling it's always run through my practice, and um, the first circle facilitator training that I went under was called Sister Stories with uh, a woman called Gemma Brady, uh, which is great if anyone's looking at a, a facilitated training or program. It's she's holds space really beautifully, and that was really about giving power to the stories that we share. So that sort of started me off on that journey and the idea of holding space for people to share their truths and to allow that being in that space and for those to just hang without somebody comparing or fixing or offering advice just to to just be, I found uh, really transformative. And... Then another thread that weaves into that is this ancestral part. So we used to have the red tent that we gathered in when we bled or when we were birthing or we were going through these rites of passage. And so I feel like being in circle as much as I have been, just because I've been, as I say, so creatively fired up throughout this pregnancy, I've been, really called to offer a lot of uh containers and gatherings of women and men but mainly women circles um there's been this feeling of like oh my god this is like being in the red tent it's what my ancestors did we're back in a circle all equal all together holding space for each other and i love that when you're in a circle we create the space together for each other and yeah I've put it out under Wild Woman Waking and added uh the the offering to my booking thing online and set the altar up, but really, the circle is as held by each of the women that come as it is by me, mm-hmm. and everybody offers their energy so beautifully um, and yeah, being sat in that circle with a big full belly surrounded by women of all different ages, all different backgrounds, no one's kind of who you might think would come to circle, well some people are, but that like kind of stereotypical maybe a bit woo-woo or whatever, or people who you kind of think, oh like me probably, <laughs> you kind of go, oh yeah they'll go. That It's not necessarily the case, it's a really wide range of people with all different backgrounds, all different stories that bring them into this space. And there's a thread that runs through that I see time and time again. When we sit in circle and we first introduce the space and check in with each other, a lot of the times or very often in this in a circle, someone will kind of have this moment where they kind of can't speak or have a real emotional reaction and they can't quite put their finger on what it is and there's a sort of pause and a silence and then they say something along the lines of I don't know what this is but it feels really powerful and it feels like I'm meant to be here it feels like I've come home and it happens <laughs> like every month someone else says it and it it is so true there's this really deep vibrational remembering that when we're sat together you're being held by your sisters and by your ancestors the people who sat in circle before us that path was paved for us to be there and it's just so potent, so magical, and yeah, I've tried to see the whole pregnancy as a ceremony, really, um, and the birth as well. So it's felt very interconnected, as everything is, isn't it? But yeah, it's been it's been magical.
0: Amazing, it sounds incredible, and I mean, I've held a couple of circles myself before, and I've been to. you as well and it is a really really powerful experience something that comes up a lot for me um in circle as well is the the fear of sitting with other women because there is there's for so many women there's so much fear and even women who come to to my circles a lot of the time I'll have conversations with them beforehand because there is a lot of fear for them to step into the space because Absolutely. not only is it something that has almost been forgotten, like you said, it's it's a remembering. So we're not used to sitting in, in spaces like that, but that's how we used to
1: live. Mm, but it has been, it's not just been forgotten, it's been shut out it, yeah. it, very, very deliberately. And there's this mm, kind of wounding that I think is twofold that makes it terrifying to sit in circle for people, yeah. and it really is even even before I go in, I have a moment of oh like mm-hmm. some kind of shadow that i'm still I'm still working with myself, i guess um but and for me that that wounding that's carried is twofold so and they're connected. So there's the witch wound of fear of being cast out, fear of not being safe within your community, because at one point, once the witch trials really started to kick off, the threat to women, and men, but to a woman's safety came from within the village suddenly Mm -hmm. it was her sisters and her neighbors. And that feeling of not being able to show up truthfully, not just not being able to cast your spells and howl at the moon or whatever, but it, it now shows up in our lives of speaking your truth and existing as authentic self. That fear of not being accepted in that way runs really deep and that connects us into the sister wound that you kind of see that it's almost popularized to be like oh I'm not like the other girls I am like other girls other girls are great um and this sort of oh yuck I don't want to be associated with that or I mistrust this kind of mean girls mm-hmm. culture of shaming each other a comparison against each other and it's um it's been really weaponized and capitalized on
0: yeah yeah and it's definitely come from this um from the patriarchy you know and i always say this they've been so smart in the way that they have devalued women because instead of having the patriarchy itself attack women they have simply turned women against each other so we're we're essentially doing the dirty work for them by ripping each yeah. other apart in the society that we live in and it's so it's so sad to see that it's so sad yeah. to see that and like you say with the witch wound um it's like an ancestral imprint isn't it because if yeah. you if you had certain gifts or you know someone Um, went to your neighbor or your sister and said is so and so a witch instead of abandoning yourself you're going to throw someone else under the bus to keep yourself from being burnt at the stake so you would you you know throw another woman under the bus to keep yourself from dying and we feel that we feel that so that's why it's so difficult for so many women to to step into a space with other women and share vulnerably because it's Like an it's an imprint within our body, within our nervous system, within our cells.
1: that yeah, we're being told it's not
0: safe. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I would love it. to talk a little bit more about the um the sort of ancestral roots of ceremony, if you would like to speak more into that, because it is something that is, you know, it's something that we did within our community, not not just as women as well, but as, as community, we would come and sit in circle. And essentially that would be like our therapy because it's we okay. would sit together and we would share and we would open up. And that's why we were so, so much healthier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had this connection to one another and we lived in smaller tribes and we weren't in isolation.
1: Mm, yeah 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 that community was so important and I think it's been in terms of ancestral connection it's funny so before I trained trained remembered about circle and holding space in that way I was very much on my journey with the yoga and so with that came a really beautiful and really rich lineage from India. And I hold it in my heart with such deep reverence and such a deep honouring. But there was always this kind of real yearning for me to connect to something spiritual or something ancient. And whether that was, uh, yeah, the yoga teachings or kind of came up in other ways, connecting into shamanism maybe through Native American cultures or all sorts of beautiful practices and cultures from all over the world but never Celtic because uh, we have done a really good job of squashing it down here uh, and everywhere but here it's still still we're still pretty disconnected from it so I was felt this searching for something I didn't know what it was and I was sort of adding in all these practices that I adore and think are so beautiful. But when I started to um, discover Celtic shamanism and the fact that we have our own magical ancient practices and we have sat in circle and we have held ceremonies and plant medicine, exists on this little island where my ancestors are from that was a real game changer for me um and so honoring that and weaving that into the space i hold has been a real healing journey healing uh i guess the wounds of my ancestors and myself and very empowering And it just means the tapestry is all the more rich. So I've got all these beautiful practices that have supported me through my life from different cultures. And I've got a really strong root and foundation now. Whereas before it was a bit all over. And now my roots are really grounded and I'm very much connected to this land, which means I kind of find myself being taught by her I don't need to rack my brains for oh, what should we do in the ceremony or how shall I frame this? Because this land, our earth, our mother, she has her rhythm and we can tune into that or not. And you can fight against it or you can open up to it. And as you tune in, you receive, just as we were talking about before with the seasons, such beautiful guiding and support. And it shifts as your needs shift, you know? Um, the way that we soften into winter or that we wanna be together and socialize in summer and dance around the fire and be out in the sun and feast on beautiful fruits from the garden. Mm. And then we wanna become a bit more gentle in the winter. I just, yeah, I'm really enjoying listening to
0: that so beautiful talking about the seasons and the, the different magic that comes from each season I love it and it just like as you as I was listening to you then it just made me feel all warm like mm. all warm inside just like it almost feels like even though it's just the two of us we're in like a little ceremony now and I love to see as many things as possible as ceremony to bring like to weave the magic into the things that we do, even the mundane things that we do, because yeah. it yeah. brings
1: magic. Into our life. And even the sort of yeah, the mundane, whether it's your dinner or a cup of tea, in the mm. morning, and also some of the tricky stuff, like the stuff that's not so fun, holding your arguments or your. Oh, yes with your lover your family that are really gnarly and sticky and difficult Mm. what happens to those if they become a ceremony and we Mm. see it as a really sacred communication and that there's a space that's created and I I think that idea is really important as well of the container and Mm. the space that is around something that holds it I feel more and more probably from my circle facilitation and holding of ceremony that that has just shown itself as so valuable to me in that instance, in the setting of being in circle, but in everything. um, As you create that container, the structure, the holding, then the magic can happen within it, which is interesting Mm -hmm. because it always makes me laugh. You hear lots of podcasts around these topics, and they're always like, oh, women are living in their masculine. They're not connected to their feminine, their yin energy, their flow. And I really do not have that problem at all. (laughs) Like I've had to really do the opposite work to, I think a lot of women to try and create some yang and some structure and these riverbanks. Because my river was like tsunami beautiful Mm -hmm. creative but not so great for getting shit done (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so it's interesting now that I'm starting to see and feel how how sacred that energy of the container is uh Mm. because it took me a while
0: (laughs) it's one of my favorite um like analogies is it an analogy is that what it's called the um the the river and the riverbanks and how finding balance is so important um yeah so the water is the feminine and the riverbanks are the masculine and without the the water flowing through the riverbanks will die there will be no vegetation no life and then vice versa without the riverbanks if it's just the water everything will flood and everything everything will drown and it's so important both and yeah absolutely ceremony is about having that that container and it's so important to have that masculine element to everything that we do that's feminine because that's what actually allows the feminine to come alive the most yeah it brings the safety yeah exactly The, the 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 safety is key to being able Mm. to surrender, to be able to Mm. let that feminine part of ourselves be seen. And as you were saying there about, um, you know, seeing arguments or um, the sort of uncomfortable situations in life as ceremony as well. Yeah. I always see it as like the ability to be seen when we're in our most vulnerable and sometimes that's not just sad sometimes that's angry that's our rage and again our rage as Mm. women is something that we've been shamed for and told to hide because you know we've been portrayed as this very soft gentle sort of you know very subtle kind of feminine yeah energy that we are, but we're also the rage, the fire, the death, right? And looking at our cycle, looking at our menstrual cycle, we go through a death every fucking month. Yeah. You know? Pre-menstrual phase is the 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 time when we're going to be more connected to our rage, more sensitive to our emotions. And it's the time in our cycle where we've been sort of shamed like oh you're PMSing, you know, it's going to yeah. be that kind of But it's so fucking sacred. And when you have someone who can witness you in that, having a man witness you as you fucking rip things to shreds and just Mm -hmm. let your rage be as wild as it wants to be is the most magical thing I think I've ever experienced.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that whole to be held while you completely crumble or erupt and unravel. Mm. It's just such a powerful experience. And it acts in the same way that circle does in the Mm. sense that it holds you while you show up in maybe your gnarliest, rawest form. Mm. And when you know that nothing's going away, that holding is still there, whether it's the circle or the yang energy, the masculine or an individual, your partner, a friend, whatever when that holding stays, no matter, no matter what, you're like, okay, wow, it's safe. It's safe. And then you're able to feel it. Then you're able to heal it. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, really, it's really powerful, powerful stuff, but Mm -hmm. that inner autumn phase, like we were saying, Oh, you shouldn't have favorites, but I do. And that is (laughs) people go, oh, you're so crazy. And in the media, they've done such a good job of painting that sort of week before your period is the time when you're nuts. When actually it's the time you're most fucking switched on and the most aware, the most connected to truth rather than, it's not, there's nothing irrational about it. It's Mm. It's illuminating and showing you what needs to shift if you don't want to be back in the exact same fucking place next month.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely my favorite phase as well. I I used to hate it. When I first came off the pill, it was like mm-hmm. because I really struggled with my hormones when I first came off the pill and I was on a journey to, you know, balancing my hormones. One of the things I struggled with the most was acne, and that was when it would just come out with a vengeance. And it made my emotions that I was feeling even more difficult to touch because I was angry, you know, and there was so many times when I was like, I should just go back on the pill. It'd be so much much easier to just, again, give my power away to something that doesn't serve me because no one taught me that this phase in my cycle holds so much magic or how to actually feel my rawest emotions with deep reverence and and presence you know Mm -hmm. but it's absolutely my favorite phase now because like you say it's just you're so much more connected to to self I feel like it's it's the moment where you're starting to draw back down into your body after kind of that, like that high yeah yeah in the summer and you're coming back down and you just you feel everything and you see everything in a completely different light and I the thing that I like to um oh, what, what is it that I say now the um like the, the inner bullshit radar because mm. you can just About bullshit from a mile off, and you can't. Yeah, yeah. Around someone who's just like you know, bullshitting. Whereas in my like in a spring or or in a summer, I'd maybe kind of like let it pass. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. But in your, In your inner autumn, it's like, well, hang on a second. No, that's not right. And you just have this, um, like maturity to not let the world like or, or people within the world walk all over you, mm. you know? and it's just oh it's so magic
1: so yeah. magic
0: it's such a shame that it's been tainted so much by other stories and again I feel like it's something that that has been done purposefully because there's so much power within this phase and yeah what society does what the patriarchy has done is try in every way to take the power away from women yeah
1: yeah Yeah, whether it's in the space of birth whether it's drugging them sit from being what like 13 because of their skin or a mood swing Mm -hmm. or a painful period or whatever it is or yeah it's this constant squashing but there's this kind of real empowerment of once you step away from like we realize the patriarchy is not our friend. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Once you step away from that and start to move away from blame as well, there's that reclamation Mm -hmm. and that journey of, okay, well, we've all been a part of this journey. It served us in some way. um, And we're now here on this path. And there Mm -hmm. is a real upsurge of remembering and reawakening and there are pockets of it in surprising places where people are starting to maybe we are collectively in our in our autumn in our uh wild woman phase because i feel like people's bullshit meters are wearing are sort of at their peak at the minute and people are starting to be like nah do you know what i'm i'm not gonna live in that way and people are connecting to the power that's within them and to be a part of that journey and to witness it is profound and a privilege.
0: 100% it's a crazy time to be alive at the moment. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if you're you're much into, um... I'm I'm guessing you probably are, but uh, sort of like past life things and uh, new souls sort of coming into the earth um, yeah. to experience the, 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 the sort of shift that we're going through at the moment. Um, I think people often refer to it as new earth, don't they? Um, but I, I heard, I think it was my partner that told me actually, he he's he's listen, he listens to a lot of podcasts about that sort of stuff and he was saying that this podcast he was listening to, this woman was talking about how at the moment there are there's like a backlog of souls waiting to enter the earth because they want to experience the. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps as I'm saying it. They want yeah. to experience the, the insane shifts that are, are happening right now yeah. and that will be happening as we as we continue to um. I suppose evolve as a collective as humans. Yeah. As, as souls in, in
1: human bodies <laughs> yeah I feel like being... baby, oh God, I feel like it's maybe why this baby came through mm. so much quicker than we thought he was going to and he was like I gotta get my hands on this I um, um, I was just gonna
0: say you're bringing one through very soon
1: right now yeah here he comes oh. uh, and yeah I just see so much parallel to everything that is going on yeah. Who I always liken it to like a plant medicine ceremony, and it it's it's intense, <laughs> but the 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 teachings and the gifts are rich, really rich. Yeah,
0: hundred uh, percent. I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because the the medicine that that comes. Well, the medicine that we want and the shifts that we want come from the darkest places and the darkest experiences mm-hmm. that we move through. And sometimes it's so, so challenging to go there. Mm-hmm. But what you find yeah. in those valleys of darkness is just incredible.
1: And that's yeah. what I
0: love yeah. to see what we're moving through and what we've moved through the past of oh, many thousands of years of suppression you know we're finding the the seeds the nuggets of wisdom that we need to move forward from those dark places and now look at the way we are evolving
1: yeah yeah it's it's a real it's a real transformational journey um which sounds a bit sort of cliche but it is (laughs) I can't I don't know how to word it other than that that's what is happening isn't it and it's and it allows for the healing of this sort of cellular imprinted stuff that we've been talking about earlier. Mm. This is the ceremony that gives us the space to, to heal that shit. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Mm. Amazing. So I would love to ask you just a couple more questions before we... We close up. Um, but I would love to ask you if there's anything you want to share about your ceremonial offerings or any of your offerings that are coming up. I know that you have a um, a year-long ceremony, a container of ceremonies coming up. I would love for you to share about that if you like.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. So obviously I am winding down a little bit in terms of in-person offerings um before the babe arrives so I've got one more circle at the end of September and then that is it I kept going I could do a bit more and I was like no but so I've been pouring my energy into brewing this year-long container for next year so we'll begin in January and it'll carry us all the way through and we'll meet online and in person so if people are based in yorkshire it's probably quite a good one um and we're gonna be guided by the wheel of the year and there'll be circle and ceremony and some shamanism and beautiful ancient practices that are just about coming home to yourself connecting with your sisters tuning into your magic and listening into the rhythms that live within us and without and that is the temple of the 13 moons so it's all about creating that sacred temple space and i just can't wait for it i, I put it out really early and i was thinking oh this is way too early um and it's actually really nearly full um so which is exciting um yeah it's been been really well received and I'm really really excited about holding space through that but I'm still going to offer drop-ins um so for people who don't want to connect to a full year we'll still do one off every every month with the moon and yeah that's, uh, mainly mainly my stuff is in person but it's a little bit some bits online and uh got a r- retreat coming up next year as well all about honoring mother earth the gaia gathering that's going to be in september um mm-hmm. which is loads of circle and ceremony and sound drum circles movement in Malham. have you ever been to Malham in north yorkshire Malum, where's that Oh I'm my there. god, you must, you must go. Oh, it's in the in the dales even, sorry. Um oh, Yorkdale. Okay. Oh my word, it's, it's just this spectacular, ancient, beautiful place with very sexy waterfalls and <laughs> rolling dales. Um definitely, definitely worth checking out. Um yeah, we'll be there in next September, so about a year away.
0: Mm amazing it sounds magical I know that you've got something as well or maybe you're not sharing about it yet I don't know (laughs) you've told me about it before I don't know if you're sharing about it yet but about honoring the women's uh no sorry what am I on about the mother
1: yeah yes the mother circle (laughs) thank you for prompting me I am sharing about that yes um so I'm gonna be holding circles and I'm going to do both um, online and in person Mm -hmm. so in person for those who are local online for wherever you may be and it's going to be about mothering the mother sharing stories if you like soaking up each other's wisdom time to honor your silence to be back into your body to come home like you were saying about reclaiming your body in the way that now you share it (laughs) with your baby beautiful but also finding what your new relationship is with this magnificent creative vessel Mm -hmm. um so there'll be some movement and somatics as a part of it there'll be some talking some sharing some meditations and shamanic journey um But I kind of want to keep it pretty open so it can be what it needs to be each time to support whoever gathers and let it be its own little organic being. And I've called it The Village. Um, So it's about that mutual support and connection and holding each other. And yeah, I'll be offering that once my baby's here, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, And just... Can't wait to find more excuses to sit in circle. circle.
0: <laughs> hmm. Sounds amazing. And I love that you called it the village, especially because we were just saying about how it was women within your village, within your community that were, you know, that we were afraid of essentially because they were the ones mm-hmm. that were sort of going against us. And now you are... in 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 all of the ceremonies that you do bringing women back together and helping them heal those wounds yeah nurturing each
1: other Mm -hmm. um and the word that keeps coming up for me is about like a tenderness tending Mm -hmm. as in to tend to someone to be present and to give to serve and that tenderness of that sweet gentle kind of surrendered yeah that nurturing quality
0: mm, so beautiful
1: and I i just want to say how
0: grateful I am for the work that you do because we need more of this in the world so it's amazing yeah. that you are you are doing this and spreading the work in the way that you do and you my love I hope that we can do something together Yes, I would love to. I'd absolutely love to. We can definitely weave our work together to make some magic, 100%. I think
1: so, yeah. There's something brewing there. Um, yeah, yeah. It's... So I have two more
0: questions for you. Yeah. Before... So these are just like quick fire questions.
1: Yeah,
0: so yeah. So I ask this question to every woman who comes on my podcast because again it's called words of the womb and I really love to weave in as much womb knowledge and womb work as possible but so if your womb had a message for the world what would she say
1: Mm, let me ask her um so if my womb had a message What would she say? She would say, darling sisters, by coming home to yourself and coming home to your womb, you are reigniting the sacred fires and remembering who you are and that there is great, great power in that.
0: Mm. Mm. that's so wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I yeah. love hearing everyone's different responses to this. Yes yeah. what amazing. beautiful prompt. Mm. and I was. Just, I love that we were both just sitting there holding our wombs. As, as you were doing that was like, are you holding your baby boy? I
1: love it oh. Yeah, he's been to so many women's circles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet he's loving it. I know. <laughs> we can make the most of it now because he won't be allowed in. When no. he's <laughs> older, he can go to a men's circle. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And then the final
0: question that I have for you is where can everyone find you? So where can people find you on social media, et cetera, so that they can yeah. connect more with the work that you do and, yeah, fall in love with the offerings that you have?
1: So I've got two accounts that I use. I hang out a lot on Instagram. Um I am at Wild Woman W O M A N uh, Waking at Wild Woman Waking is where you'll find all my circles and ceremonies and particularly women's work. And then I'm also Wild Thing Yoga on Instagram, which is where you'll find my yoga um and uh they kind of piggyback up each other a little bit but the mixed stuff the retreats who do lots of stuff outside at the beach that's all on wild thing yoga and yeah the circles and ceremonies and pictures of my baby bump are on wild women waking um and if someone wants to contact my, me directly to chat then email if they don't use instagram is a good way to do it and that's wild thing yoga and wellness very long at gmail.com but we can um add that to the show notes for people i guess and uh, yeah i would love to connect with your listeners and chat more and hopefully sit in circle and ceremony with some of them so and and you Mm, yeah absolutely and you also have your
0: own podcast as well don't you
1: Yes I do, that's the Wild Woman Waking podcast and that's on Spotify and I'm hoping to have that shared on Apple and all your other lovely podcast hosts as well but for now it's just Spotify as we branch out um, and it'd be lovely to have you if you'd like to come and join us on there my darling. Oh me? Me?
0: Yeah, you. I would love to, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, just, I had to have you mention the podcast because I've listened to every episode and it's new and I've listened to every episode and I love it. Yeah. Um, I loved the episode with you and your mum. That was uh, just so beautiful, such a beautiful podcast. So, yeah.
1: But, yeah, I'd definitely
0: love to come over and, and have a chat with you on there as well. That would be amazing. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, but- thank you. For coming on here I'm so grateful for your time and your wisdom so beautiful to have you here
1: oh thank you for having me it's been an absolute pleasure and a joy and oh all the good stuff bliss yeah amazing thank you for coming on thank you
0: thank you so much